0: Hi, I'm Claire. I'm 23 years old, and for a long time, I haven't been able to work up the courage to tell someone about something terrible that I did. But if I can't accept it, then I can't forgive myself and move on. So the time has come. I travel a lot, and I even post about it on my Instagram page. I had already visited 12 countries when I first flew to Korea. To help me get familiar with the country, a local guy and my longtime pen pal, Chao, was supposed to help me. Up until then, we had only known each other through the internet, but once we met in person, we took a liking to each other. He showed me many picturesque streets, beaches, cafes, and on the third day, he invited me to his home for dinner. He told me that he was going to amaze me with his signature dish. When I arrived, the table was already set and the dish had been exquisitely served up on plates. It was the perfect opportunity to put up a couple of stories on Instagram before eating. I marinated this delicious meat according to my own recipe. Can you guess what it is? Marinade, I guessed. The taste was tart with a little spice I was already tired of listing the possible seasonings that he could have used when Chao laughed and said that he was actually asking me to guess what kind of meat it was. I gulped and looked at my already, almost empty plate. For a moment, a terrible thought occurred to me, but it couldn't be true. It's dog, Chow said simply. I was silent and just looked at him. Then I got up and put my hands on my head. Without stopping, Chow started talking about the exceptional benefits of dog meat, that it was Korea's traditional national dish, and how one could not fully get a feel for the country without trying it. Idiot! How could you even think of doing that? Why didn't you think to warn me first? My Staffordshire Terrier is waiting for me at home! I have always had dogs since childhood! I was still screaming when I felt nausea rise up into my throat. I ran to the toilet and lost all of my dinner there, along with my appetite for the next few months and even the slightest desire to spend another minute along with Chow. That very night, I changed my ticket and flew home in the morning. For a long time, I couldn't get over what had happened. I just really love animals, especially dogs. It does not even occur to me that they're edible. Because of the anxiety I was feeling, I even lost weight and developed an emotional allergy. At first, I went to a doctor for treatment until my mother advised me to consult a psychologist. Over time, things started improving. I still travel, and since that event, I have visited three more countries. But now, I always find out what the food that is offered to me is made of before trying it. Why do we have to study logarithms? Will they help us with stockbroking? Surely not. Why suddenly create the X and then force us to find it? And why do I have to prove that it's an isosceles triangle? I see clearly that it is. Duh! Then I received the note back saying, What are you two talking about? I just figured that another kid had intercepted it. So with my eyes still glued to my level 3,692 of Candy Crush, I scrawled back, keep your nose out of my business, and then handed the paper over without looking. Ahem. But your business is taking place in my class. I slowly looked up and saw that it was my teacher. Ugh. Dang. Busted again! Looking over, I saw Bread with his big, guilty face. Ugh, he should have been more careful. Okay, you. And you. Out! Hmm, you're probably wondering how I'm such a pro at this pose. Well, it's because I've done it a thousand times. And that serious woman over there is Mrs. Megan, my math teacher. I swear, she totally has it in for me. Okay. Let me tell you the story. Once upon a time, there was a girl who, due to an unexpected accident with a trash can and an ill-placed skateboard, ended up arriving a teensy bit late for her exam. But the teacher refused to let her in, and also failed her. Grrr. Yeah, that girl was me, Lexi. Thus, from that moment forth, she became my arch enemy. So, during her boring lecture, I threw a paper plane at the board and said, Miss, you've spelled arithmetic wrong. I suppose spelling is a bit hard for a numbers person like you. It's okay. Clearly my comment got to her, as during that same class, she picked on me to graph a function. Huh, easy peasy. So I created a masterpiece that made her eyes roll, and the whole class found it hilarious. And as expected, she gave me a lengthy lecture on my childish behavior and even threatened to call my parents. Poof. Yeah, good luck with that, as unless it involved business, then my parents were practically impossible to reach. Besides, I was just having a laugh. Mrs. Megan needed to lighten up. So I secretly stuck a piece of paper saying free hugs on her back. I lurked behind a tree and watched as all these people surrounded her. She looked so bewildered as she tried to navigate past them while having no idea what was going on. (laughs) Ah, the good old days. (laughs) Suddenly, Brett patted my shoulder and told me 30 minutes had passed and we needed to go back to class. My butt hadn't even touched my chair when I heard a patronizing voice say, You shouldn't act like that. Ugh, that's Faye the teacher's pet, and a real pick-me girl. Every time the teacher asks a question, she wriggles her arm in the air and squeaks out, Me! 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 Mrs. Megan only likes her because she always laughs at her boring jokes. Oh well, I may have no proof, but in my experience, Fay's definitely not as innocent as she looks. Don't say I'm jealous, because I'm 100% not. You probably think I hate school, but it's still way better than my so-called home. Ugh. At least school could be amusing, while my home life consisted of mom and dad locked away in their office 24-7. I can't remember the last time either of them cooked dinner, so takeaway it is. So, I'm texting Ben, my super sexy BF. He's been studying in France, and he's back today. I've missed him so much, but unfortunately... I couldn't pick him up from the airport because of, you know, school. And tonight, he has a family party. But we're meeting up tomorrow. Yay! Let me see your face, sweetie. I miss you. You know what? Today, that teacher gave me detention again. Really? She messed with the wrong one, didn't she? (laughs) Definitely. I will retaliate tomorrow. She'd better watch out. Okay, but don't end up in after-school detention, as I want to see you. You know, my mom's also a teacher, but she's not that much. Oh, by the way, she's here. You want to say hello? Yeah, sure. Hmm. Ben, it gets on my nerves whenever I think of that meek... Before I had a chance to finish my words, a person popped up on the screen. Mrs. Megan! Lexi? O-M-G. We both gave each other stunned, open-mouthed stares. It looked like the screen had frozen, literally. Then just when I didn't think it could get any worse, suddenly a familiar voice broke the silence. Oh, Ben has a girlfriend? Let me see her. Huh? That's Faye. Oh my days, this is too much to process. My two enemies were in the same frame. Shocked, I ended the call. Right after, I received a text from Ben saying, don't worry, my mother may look super serious, but she's kind. And the girl is Faye, my neighbor. We've known each other since childhood, and she's cool. This was so crazy. (sighs) Now I'd have to face them both every day knowing that they're associated with my BF. Oh, the future is as dark as night. And yeah, this is the beginning of the series thusly entitled living with my future mother-in-law and my bf's annoying female best friend and since then things at school turned weird for our class halloween event which had a toy story theme mrs megan was in charge of handing out the parts faye was Bo peep and she had this really cute outfit while me i was stuck as mrs potato head my outfit was so lame and one of my googly eyes kept on falling off. Ugh! It was so embarrassing, but I couldn't say anything. I couldn't mess with her anymore, as I still wanted to be with her son. Ugh. Worse still, math class became an endurance test. I was so sick of being compared to that goody two-shoes Faye. Lexi, if you spent more time studying and less time painting your nails, you'd be a top student like Faye. Puff. Faye caught on to what was going on and also started playing tricks on me. One time in class, when I was dozing and Mrs. Megan was correcting the homework, I overheard, "'This symbol shows that A is not equal to B.' Fay then turned around and whispered, "'Just like you, you are not equal to me. And you don't deserve my Ben either.' "'What? Ben is mine, not hers.' I bared my teeth and was about to say something when that brat started pretending to cry, saying that I was picking on her. Out! Mrs. Megan came to us with burning eyes. We were walking out when in a sympathetic tone she added, Faye, you stay. I returned to my meditating pose, but ugh, I couldn't shake off my anger. How unfair! Later, when it was lunchtime, Faye walked over to me with a cup of coke, saying it was a peace offering, and that she was sorry for earlier. This was confusing, but whatever. I took it and was about to take a sip when Brett rushed over waving his arms about. Lexi, stop! I saw Faye put soy sauce in it. I was just a second away from yelling at her when Mrs. Megan appeared. I smiled smugly, thinking Faye would finally get into trouble, but to my surprise... Mrs. Megan took a sip of the drink and tried to keep a neutral face as she replied, There's nothing wrong with it. Really? They went that far to cover up for each other? Whatever, I had a date with Ben tonight to prepare for anyway. That night as planned, I arrived at Ben's house with a somewhat wilting pot plant for Mrs. Megan. I was kind of excited to finally have a cooked meal. Only, when I walked into the kitchen, I couldn't smell anything cooking. Mrs. Meegan appeared, and rubbing her hand said, Lexi, you don't mind cooking, do you? It's just been a long week of drawing diagrams. My hand kinda aches. Seeing the situation, Ben immediately came to help, but she reminded him that he'd agreed to fix a pipe or something. To be honest, I'd never touched a frying pan before, but I mean, how hard could it be? I'd make pancakes, though it's not really suitable for dinner, But I'd seen them on a five-minute crafts, and they were clearly a breeze to make. Only, it didn't go to plan. In situations like this, it's important not to panic. But, yeah, I panicked. I needed a plan B. Quick! In a rush, I threw away all the evidence of the failed pancakes and ordered food online. After all, thanks to my workaholic parents, this was my forte. I instructed the delivery person to come to the back door. So, Ben and Mrs. Megan would be none the wiser. Expectedly, at the very first bite, Ben and my mother in law praised me profusely for my food, and Ben even joked that I should join the next season of Master Chef. Yo, I will rate this restaurant five stars for sure. Mrs. Megan suddenly dropped her spoon, so I quickly bent down to pick it up, only she leaned down and whispered sarcastically, I order from Sydney's too. Their sauces are divine. Oh, busted! Then, halfway through the night, this man showed up and apologized for being late. Turns out, he was Jim, Faye's father. But Faye wasn't coming over, as she was out with friends. Happy days! I watched Mrs. Megan and him touch a tissue box at the same time by mistake, and then... blushed? Huh? Oh, I get it. She liked him. Now it made sense why she was always sucking up to Faye. Have you thought about remarrying? I asked Jim innocently. To the waiting eyes of me, as well as Mrs. Meegan. he hesitantly answered, Um, I don't think Faye would like that. Mrs. Megan glumly stared down at the floor. Okay, so I actually felt kind of sorry for her. Besides, matchmaking has always been my hobby, so I decided to help her. I knew that Faye was at a party on Saturday night, so I decided this was the perfect opportunity to play Cupid. I told Mrs. Meegan that Jim had something to tell her, so meet him at the Golden Reef restaurant at 7 p.m. Then I told Jim the same. I stood behind a column and watched them share their starter, and then give each other gooey-eyed glances. Then Jim reached out and took Mrs. Meegan's hand. They were looking at each other passionately when... Faye suddenly rushed in from nowhere and angrily slammed her bag on the table. So this is it? My teacher? And my dad? For real? F-F-Fay, why are you here? Jim stuttered. No one can ever replace Mom! Then she turned to a dumbfounded-looking Mrs. Megan. Turns out you were only being nice to me to get my dad. You're fake! Stay away from us! Mrs. Megan covered her face with her hands then quickly left. Jeez, Faye was brutal, and however annoying Mrs. Megan was, she didn't deserve that. You! Fay shouted. Uh-oh, her gaze fixed on me. It figures you'd be behind this. Keep your big nose out of our family business and start caring about yours instead. Guess this is what lack of parental care does to a kid. I stared at her speechless. Those words should have driven me mad, but for some reason, I only felt sad and so guilty. I really just meant well. So, first thing at school the next day, I swallowed my pride and went to Mrs. Megan's classroom, where she looked lost in thought as she marked homework. I coughed to clear my throat, then said, Miss, I'm sorry. I honestly was trying to help, but now I realize I should have minded my own business. I'm also sorry for being a jerk in your class. She was silent at first, then replied, It's okay, as I've come to realize that you and I aren't so different. We both have complications in the way of finding love. Guess it's really not easy to get approval from your parents' family, huh? She smiled and gently stroked my hair before continuing. You're such a smart and kind girl, and I always knew you could do better in class, that I must have been too harsh on you. I'm sorry, too. I smiled back at her, and at that moment, I felt like all of our previous conflicts melted away. And I realized that I shouldn't neglect my studies. Instead, I should work hard to become the best version of myself. So, with a lot of hard work, I went from trailing at the bottom of the class to reaching the top spot, even overtaking Faye. (laughs) Ha! Speaking of Faye, she was still ignoring both me and Mrs. Megan and never put her hand up in class anymore. But then a rainbow flame experience in the chem lab changed things. Everyone ran out of there when the curtain caught on fire, except for a terrified Faye. Luckily, Mrs. Megan rushed inside to rescue her just in time, and covered her with a jacket as she led her to safety. After that, Faye realized that Mrs. Meegan is a good person, who cares about both her and Jim. So, through blurry eyes, face sobbed out, thank you so much, and sorry, I was too childish. Please forgive me. A few months later. So, yeah, you see, my wingwoman plan worked, and now I have a second family, a really big one. But you know what's the best thing? That is, I no longer have to order food online anymore, because I will stick to here and my mother-in-law will cook for me. It was March 31st. A normal day, right? Well, yeah, but not tomorrow. Nope, as it was April Fool's Day. A prankster like me waits all year for that one day when I can play jokes on people without them getting in a mood with me. I've been planning my tricks for months, and boy, oh boy, it's going to be so much fun. I turned to my best friend Aya and said with a devious smile, Just you wait until tomorrow. My prank ideas are going to be legendary. I thought Aya would want to know more, but nope. She just blew her fringe out of her face then sighed out, Floor, why don't you just give it a rest this year? Reality check. No one finds your pranks funny. Only uncomfortable and annoying. What? No way. That's not true. People love my pranks, Aya continued. Do you remember your pencil prank on Luna last year? I nodded and let out a snort. How could I forget that prank, as it had been so funny? I'd cut Luna's pencil in half, filled her pencil grip with ink, then assembled it back together just like new. Then voila, cue an ink explosion during an otherwise boring test. Luna cried a lot because she failed her biology test and had to retake it. I shrugged. So this was technically true, but it was still funny. And the time you swapped the cheerleading team's chant music for heavy metal and made a fool out of them at the basketball match? She frowned at me. Geez, stop being a fun killer. I'm making everyone's high school experience memorable. As, let's face it, no one will remember boring tests and tedious basketball matches otherwise. I was too busy talking to notice the ball whizzing through the air until it whacked me right on the head. Ouch! The world went black, and I collapsed. I opened my eyes to see Aya and some other kids gawping down at me. Then my teacher rushed over and shooed them off. Fleur, are you okay? Her and Aya helped me sit up, and while I rubbed my head, I replied, Yeah, I'm fine, but I do feel a little dizzy. The teacher thought it would be best if I went home early, so she told Aya to take me back. I was so tired, but I knew sleeping when I might have a concussion was a bad idea, so I chilled out and watched a movie in my room, until mom came home from work. Okay, so my head hurt, and the room was still spinning, but there was no way I was going to let this small accident ruin my big day. I had planning to do, so I grabbed my notebook and checked through my prank ideas and prop list. The next morning, I woke up bright and early, and yay, the spinning had stopped. Whoa, today was the day. Let the pranking commence. I told Aya to meet me earlier, so I had time to set up my pranks, but to my annoyance, she showed up at the usual time. I hurried over to her and tapped my watch. What time do you call this? Now I'm going to be behind schedule. She gave me a puzzled look. For what? It's not April 1st anymore. Today is the second. You had yesterday off because of your head bump, remember? What? What are you talking about? Look, it says today is April 1st. I waved my phone in her face. Then your calendar is wrong. Check your settings or something. Now let's go. She walked off. No way. Don't think you can fool me, I said while trying to run after her. As soon as I arrived at school, I joined my friends in the canteen for breakfast, and Kelly looked at me and said, How's the head? I told her it was fine and passed her an Oreo. You know what? She ate it with no hesitation, but after one bite, she spat it into her hand. Ew, what is that? Yuck! I laughed at her and said, Ha! That's toothpaste, sandwiched between Oreo biscuits. Okay, I'm sorry. Drink this. Then I passed her a bottle of cola. She took a big gulp, then immediately spit it out. Hey, this is so gross. Then she ran to the bathroom to clean her mouth. Yep, I put soy sauce in that bottle. (laughs) I followed her to the bathroom to check on her, and found her rinsing her mouth out under the tap. When she finished, she frowned at me and said, Fleur, this isn't funny. I thought you only did these stupid pranks on April 1st. Now, I have to put up with my stinky soy sauce breath all day. I rolled my eyes, then smirked. Yeah, as if it's not April 1st today. It's not. What's wrong with you? It's the second. Then she stormed off. Wait, what? What did she mean it was the second? No way. Anyways, seeing as I was already in there, I decided I may as well carry out another prank. I pulled out my Nutella jar and went into one of the cubicles and waited until another girl went into the one next door. I asked her, Hey, excuse me, my friend, do you have toilet paper in there? She was nice and replied, Sure. Then she passed it to me. I quickly put some Nutella on my hand, then rubbed it over her hand too. Oops! Oh boy, she screamed so loudly and I couldn't hold my laugh. Ew, what the hell? So disgusting, you freak. Then she ran out to wash her hand. I stepped out. Relax, girl. It was just a prank for Fool's Day. Just Nutella. But she sneered back. You're crazy. And it's the second already. Jeez, what's wrong with you? Then she left. Okay, this was so weird. Why was everyone acting like it was April 2nd? On the way to class, I rechecked my phone. Yep, it said April 1st. Okay, I got it. This was everyone's dumb attempt to fool me. Well, nice try, but it so wasn't working. As it was the first, which meant it was time for math class. I took my seat in class and waited, but... Huh? Why did Mr. Simmons, the chemistry teacher, walk in? He told us to prepare for our next lesson in the lab. Huh? what was going on? I was so confused. That was tomorrow's schedule, right? Then he sat down in the chair without any suspicion and (laughs) a big fart sound came. I laughed so much my sides hurt. I couldn't believe it. I do this every year, but they fall for it each time. But hang on, why was everyone so quiet? I looked around and realized I was the only one laughing. Oh, Come on, everybody. It was fun. The typical joke for April Fool's. Mr. Simons held up the fart pillow and gave me a stern look. Fleur, I don't expect this behavior from someone your age, especially seeing as it's not even April Fool's Day anymore. And can you believe it? All my classmates agreed with him. No way. Everyone was crazy. No, it is. I know it is. You're all lying. I replied in a panic before I gathered up my stuff and ran out of the classroom. I really needed some space to think this through. It was all so crazy. I couldn't have zoned out for an entire day. Could I? Or the ball hit me so hard that I lost my memory? I remember having dinner, then staying up late to plan out my pranks, and I know I was tired, but no way. They were the crazy ones, not me. Anyway, lab time. I was the last one to walk in, and I sat down at my bench and started on the experiment. I guess I wasn't focusing properly, as I poured the chemical into the beaker, and BOOM! The next thing I knew, I was covered in this weird green powder stuff. Still, no one was laughing. Instead, they were all staring at me and asking if I was okay. Then Mr. Simons asked them all, Why is this chemical bottle here? What a mistake! Embarrassed, I ran to the bathroom to clean my face. Jeez, I looked like the Grinch. It was super tricky to scrub off. Ugh, I hoped I wouldn't be stuck with this color forever. But was it someone's prank on me? But if that's the case, then why did no one laugh? I sure would have laughed at me if I was them. Finally, the green powder started to come off. And then I went back to class. On top of my backpack was a folded up note with my name on it. Huh. I opened it. Hi, Fleur. There's something important I want to tell you. Meet me in the hall after class. Devin. X. My heart instantly fluttered. I'd had a crush on Devin for, like, forever. But, oh, I got this. This had to be a prank. Everybody knew I liked him, so they did all of this to embarrass me. Devin must be involved this time. I glanced over at him, and he smiled, then gave me this cute wave. Whatever, this was definitely too good to be true. Enough! I wasn't going to let everyone laugh at me anymore. So, as I followed Devin to the hall, I took a sip of water, but I kept it in my mouth. Then, when Devin stopped walking and turned to face me, I squirted the water up into the air like an elephant, then said, ''Ha! Gotcha! I'm no fool!'' He wiped his face onto the back of his sleeve, then looked me straight in the eye and said, "'Floor, I have feelings for you. I waited until today to tell you, as I didn't want to do it yesterday on April Fool's Day, as you'd probably think it was a joke. So why do that to me?' I stared at him speechless. The highlighted words that I'd heard were, "'Feelings, yesterday, and April Fool's Day.' I started laughing a fake laugh, but then it turned awkward." "'cause his serious expression didn't budge. "'You're kidding, right?' "'I muttered out, but he looked totally devastated. "'Oh no, I didn't want to upset Devin. "'I was just confused with days and... "'Ugh, as if I actually missed April Fool's Day. "'What a bummer! "'I realized my prank had gone too far "'and how it could have hurt his feelings, "'so I blurted out, "'Devin, I'm so sorry. "'I didn't mean it.' It's the concussion. I... I'm delirious. I'm so sorry. Then came an awkward silence. Suddenly, Devin's sad look changed into a smirk, and he began to laugh. Then everyone jumped out of nowhere and started laughing too. I stood there with a gormless expression on my face. Then Aya appeared and said, Gotcha! So it turns out it was actually April the 1st, and I hadn't actually missed a day. Nope, this was Aya's ingenious idea for everyone to get their own back on me. Last night, she created a group on Facebook and added everyone in the class, including the teachers, to plan today's prank. No, this couldn't be possible. I was the pranking queen, not them. Then Aya sidled up to me and said, Hey Fleur, guess what? It's still April Fool's Day. The next thing I knew, I was grinning at her. Then I play hit her arm and started to laugh. I guess that they had fooled me good. After that, I didn't carry out any more pranks. I was just happy to have a chilled rest of the day. Then, when I was walking home, Devin caught up with me and said, Floor, I'm sorry. Um, but actually, not everything was a joke today. I smiled and looked at him. Oh yeah? So... What's not a joke? But he just turned tomato red, then rushed away. I stood there blushing as I watched him hurry off. Did this mean Devin really likes me? Hmm, interesting. Maybe this April Fool's Day wasn't such a fail after all. Oops, still not it. Wow, why do they have an entire room just for shoes? That's mental. I muttered to myself as I closed the door. I swear, that was like the 20th door I'd opened. This place was insane. I had no idea which door would lead to my bedroom. To be honest, I've never been anywhere this lavish before in my entire life. Okay, it's now down to this door or that one over there. Wish me luck. But as I reached for the doorknob, I heard a voice. Hey, what prank are you trying to pull on me again? I caught you red-handed this time, Gabby! Startled, I turned around, and... Oh, wow. There was this super cute guy standing there, looking so smug with himself. So, this must be Jaden, the annoying big brother that Gabby had told me about. Only, he didn't seem annoying to me. But, right, I needed to stay in character, so I replied, Um, yeah, guess I was just... Too busy thinking about stuff that I didn't watch where I was going. Take it easy, bro. Then I immediately fled to the other room while Jaden watched me in confusion. Phew. That was a close one. And wow, was Gabby a princess or something? She lived in a literal palace. Look at her room. Oh, you must be wondering. Yes, I'm not Gabby. I'm Nancy. So, how come Jaden didn't realize that I was not his sister? Now, let me tell you. That's one wild story. I was just a normal teenager, living my peaceful life in the Missouri countryside. My family doesn't have a lot of money, so I worked part-time in a nearby diner, so I could save up for college. Yeah, it wasn't perfect, but I knew I was lucky to have my loving family. They're my everything. So, anyway... It wasn't uncommon for schools from St. Louis to arrange trips out here, to show the kids what country life was like. And on days like those, the diner could get pretty hectic, and today was no exception. By the time my shift finished, I was a tired, sweaty mess, so I took the scenic route home to unwind. That's when I heard this girl screaming for help. She must have slipped and fell into this ditch. I quickly found a big branch to help pull her out of there. Then she brushed the dirt off her as she said, Thanks. But as she looked up at me, OMG! We both jumped up in such a fright that we almost stumbled back into the ditch. She looked exactly like me. I pinched myself to check I wasn't hallucinating or something. I mean, I was super exhausted from work. We stared at each other gormlessly for a bit. Then she suddenly reached out her hand and slapped me. Ouch! I raised my eyebrows at her, and she just grinned back. Oops, sorry. Just checking this isn't a dream. That's when I saw it. Her bracelet. The pendant on it was a strange shape. A strange shape like mine. I held out my wrist to slot my bracelet's pendant into hers, and it formed a butterfly. What's more, carved on the back of it was our birthday, November 3rd. Oh my god! No wonder why! I always asked my parents why they bought me such an ugly bracelet. Turns out it was two halves of a whole? She shrieked. So, do you think we're... twins? I was still in shock, but I managed to mutter out, Must be. She excitedly clapped her hands together, then pulled me into a hug. She said her name was Gabby, and her field trip was so dull that she wandered off, then ended up lost and stuck. Then I told her about my loving family, and she told me about her city life. I thought her life sounded awesome, but she didn't think so. Nah, it's seriously so boring over there. I just want a happy, drama-free life like yours. It makes sense now. I see why my parents love my brother more than me. I'm obviously adopted. But hey, at least you have your friends and get to go to a good school. School? That's the worst part. I hate it. Then she paused and turned to me. Nancy, I have an amazing idea. How about we switch places? This was crazy. An hour ago, I thought I was an only child and now I was staring at my twin. Gabby seemed adamant switching places was the best idea ever, as I'd get a taste of the city life while also helping her ace her upcoming exams. This did sound tempting. I mean, it wasn't every day your long-lost twin appeared and offered you the adventure of a lifetime, right? We didn't have much time to discuss it anymore, so we quickly switched clothes, phones, and further instructions about anything else would be discussed later over the phone. Then I showed her the way to my house and I headed toward the crowd of noisy students lining up for the bus back to the city. Suddenly, a girl tapped me on the shoulder and, in an annoyed tone, said, Er, uh, where have you been? Blonde hair, a pink hairband, and wearing a choker with a heart pendant on it. Yep, this must be Katie, Gabby's best friend. I followed her onto the bus, then yawned and told her I was exhausted. I feigned sleeping for the duration of the journey back so she wouldn't start any more convos with me. So after that, things went by smoothly. Until I got home and didn't know where I normally sleep at. But it's okay now, as I'm safe in Gabby's bedroom. The butler did knock on the door to ask me to come down for dinner. I know, the fact they have a butler is crazy. But I just lied that I'd eaten loads on the field trip. There was no time for food now. I needed to learn as much as I could about these people. I searched her room and looked through her yearbooks, family photos, anything. I thought I was ready to go to school as Gabby tomorrow, but, well, as if it was that simple. The next morning, I nervously came downstairs to go to school. And of course, I had to face the entire family now. Upon seeing me, the small talks all came flying at me. How was yesterday's trip, dear? I managed to mumble out, Um, it, it was all right. Then suddenly, a hand rubbed my hair. Hey, I'm taking your PB&J, okay? You won't eat it anyway. I turned to look and saw him grinning at me before he headed outside. Oh gosh, I thought I'd melted into a puddle. He's so cute. I just wanted to follow him. But then Dad cleared his throat. Gabriella. Can we please make it a day free of complaints from your teachers? Oh god, Gabby, what had you possibly done? I gulped back, nodded in response, then hurried out of there. I awkwardly lingered in front of the mansion. This was the spot where the bus dropped me off yesterday, so hope this was how it worked? Then suddenly, a scary-looking guy pulled up on the other side of the street and yelled at me. Babe, what are you doing? Get in! Me? I was his babe? Oh, so he was Dylan, my sister's boyfriend. I walked over and reluctantly climbed on the back seat. Hey, what's wrong? Are you still mad at me for letting you go on the field trip alone? Come on, you said it was okay. I didn't know what to say to him, so I stayed quiet and stared out the window. Come on, babe, I mean, this is dumb. We both know how sitting in the back always gives you travel sickness. Gosh, I really needed to say something to shut this guy up, huh? No, it's totally fine between us. Um, it's just that I feel a bit under the weather. I need a little rest, that's all. And it's more spacey here. Well, that seemed to quiet him down, but I kept on catching him giving me odd looks in the rearview mirror. Look at him! Ugh! Gabby and I might be twins, but our tasting guys couldn't be any more different. Dylan looked like the bad boy type. Green hair, a nose ring, and drove some flashy sports car. While I prefer sweet and funny guys, like Jaden. But I didn't want to accidentally ruin my sister's relationship either, so when we got to school, I had to give him a peck on the cheek to make sure that we were cool. Yuck. His cologne stank. Luckily, I met Katie in the parking lot, so I followed her to class. Things were going great, at least they were, until we got to Spanish class. The teacher, Mrs. Harrison, gave me this judgy look right from the moment I walked in. Turns out, Gabby hadn't handed in her homework, and she spent the whole of the last session painting her nails. Mrs. Harrison demanded to check my homework today. Well, of course, I didn't know I had homework. So, in a disappointed voice, she said, Gabby, it's been two years and you still don't know how to conjugate any single verb. Are you proud of that? Suddenly, I heard Katie whisper. But at least she knows how to dress, Mrs. Harrison. Your sweater looks like it should have been thrown out two years ago. Then some of the class giggled. Oh my god, Katie? That was so rude! but luckily the teacher didn't hear that. I quickly apologized to Mrs. Harrison and told her to just give me a pop quiz to make up for my missing homework. She did. And to her, and the whole class's total surprise, I slayed all the questions. After class, I told Katie that her comment about Mrs. Harrison wasn't cool. Laughing, she replied, Jeez, why are you so uptight today? But on seeing my unfaltering expression... She quickly changed the subject. You've still got to help me with the plan, okay? You promised. She winked at me. What? What plan? In confusion, I faked a smile at Katie. Oh, don't you worry, girl. I got it all set. That night, Gabby called me and we updated each other on our first day. Things went better than expected. Apparently, she loved it there, and she felt so warm and connected with Mom and Dad and she was sure that they were our real parents. She also enjoyed feeding the chickens and apple picking in the backyard. However, she did almost get me fired from work, as she didn't know how to use the oven, but she managed to charm her way out of it. I told her how I'd handled the Dylan situation and made peace with Mrs. Harrison. But, oh, Gabby, Katie did mention to me about some plan? What is it? Ah, yeah, I promised to set her up with Jaden, I guess you'll have to carry it out for me now. My heart sank as I said, Jaden, as in your brother Jaden? Yeah, now not biologically. It's no wonder I just couldn't get along with him. Not like us, right? I forced a laugh and changed the subject. But, oh no, Jaden was far more suited to me than rebellious Katie. But, okay, this was Gabby's life, so I needed to make sure I didn't mess it up. And maybe, when this twinning truth broke out, I'd get my chance with Jaden. For now, we agreed to continue living each other's lives. I suppose it was pretty easy, seeing as all Gabby seemed to do was hang out with her friends and avoid doing her homework. The only part I didn't like was setting Katie up with Jaden. And that's when things got complicated. Will we ever tell everyone the truth? Or this life swap is too much fun to stop? Stay tuned for part two to find out.
1: Hi everyone, my name is Cassie, and I'm so perfect that all the boys lose their heads over me. However, at some point, all that changed. Well, I'm so perfect that I shine brighter than the sun. I mean, there's got to be a reason why all guys lose their head over me and probably their vision because I'm a real dazzler. Every one of them dreams of being my boyfriend and I'm hoping amongst all this mighty crowd to find the one who'll also dazzle me with his brilliance and ideally with some diamonds. Boys fight for my attention all the time. I'm used to it. Once, two boys even did a motorbike race for me. I sat bored in the bleachers of the stadium, painting my nails while they rode around I have no idea what they were trying to accomplish. I left the stadium immediately after a local rich kid texted me. Oh, you have no idea how long I've been on the hunt for him. For the first time in my life, I had to chase someone, instead of turning around and laughing at the poor saps, who tried to chase me. But unfortunately, I got my hopes up for nothing when Mark asked me out. He just invited me to a party, and then he just treated me like a friend. But it's better than sitting in the stadium and waiting for two idiots to finish a useless race. Anyway, I was enjoying my life as Miss Perfect. At some point, however, I sensed something wasn't right. In fact, I noticed various prophetic signs as early as this morning. For instance, my hair dryer stopped working. I accidentally broke a nail with a nail file. How is that possible? Well, somehow it is possible. I must have been cursed by some evil nail master spirit. Also, I was in such a hurry to get to school, I wore a shirt that totally didn't match the skirt. At first, I wasn't surprised that the boys weren't paying attention to me. After all, I wasn't in the best shape, and they must have noticed my broken nail. However, it turned out to be much worse. A new girl came to our school, who wowed absolutely everyone with her beauty, even Mark who I'd been chasing. That's when I knew I was screwed. Not only was she more perfect than me, I wasn't even in the best shape that day. And the new Miss Perfect also noticed my broken nail, my flawed hairstyle, and my horrible shirt. Who is that? I asked my classmate. Her name is Rebecca and she's joining our class. What, she's going to be our classmate? Oh no. As soon as the new girl walked into class, I was afraid that all the guys were going to choke on their drool. How pathetic and ridiculous they look. I just sighed heavily and sent out a group message that I was inviting everyone to the party on Saturday. After all, I've been in the school longer than Rebecca and I've built up quite a reputation. Plus, my parties are legendary. But no one showed up on Saturday. I, of course, was outraged. So I tried to find out where everyone had gone. As it turned out, Rebecca was also having a party that day, and everyone went to her place. Because she had a pool, and a cool DJ was playing. This is outrageous! I yelled out. I was so angry, I smashed a carafe full of punch. I couldn't take it anymore, and I went to the party too. I wanted to know what I was being traded for. There was lots of delicious food and drinks, guys were swimming in the pool, and the DJ was rocking the crowd on the dance floor. Whatever. Nothing fancy. Just a regular party. Mine would be cooler. When Rebecca approached me with a tray of snacks on it, I gave her an arrogant look and smacked her on the arm. And all the food went flying onto the ground. Who do you think you are? You come to our school and decide you're in charge? No, that's not going to work. I'm in charge. You're nobody and will stay that way if you continue to show off. The new girl started crying. I was pleased with myself for bringing Rebecca to tears but I didn't expect all the boys to turn against me. The boys immediately started calming her down. Why did you come here? You've only spoiled everyone's mood. Get lost. Their bluntness made me gasp for air. Rebecca was embraced by my admirers and I was supposed to leave? What, am I in a parallel universe? I had no other choice. I left the party in tears. The next day, I was in for a real shock. Mark gifted Rebecca a red Porsche. He was moved by the girl's tears that he decided to cheer her up happy rebecca hugged the boy and kissed him on the cheek Well, i burned with jealousy and anger porsche seriously just over some tears if i had known it was that easy i'd be throwing tantrums for mark every week i wanted to throw rotten eggs at that car but that would probably ruin my reputation even more Instead, I decided to be friends with Rebecca, and then after, I discovered all her secrets. Destroy her. But as soon as I approached the new girl, she was immediately surrounded by her high school football players, who used to carry me in their arms. Stay away from her. One of them said, I just wanted to talk. You already talked once and made Rebecca cry. We won't let her get hurt. You go near her again, and we won't let you get away with it. Got it? Threatened the other one. Holy crap are they all crazy maybe rebecca had some kind of magic and put a spell on all the guys i thought nobody would ever look at me now but i still had admirers outside of school so i decided to start dating one of those motorbike guys who did a race in my honor back then his name was zach he won by the way we drove up to the supermarket on this awesome motorbike and we looked great right up until the moment when rebecca and mark pulled up in their limo they made us look lame and ridiculous. At the store, Mark was buying Rebecca everything she pointed her finger at, and I had to choke down a cheap candy bar because my boyfriend spent most of his money on gas. Hey, I caught Mark by the arm and took him aside. Do you know she's taking advantage of you? Rebecca's a nice girl, and she's not capable of that. You, on the other hand, really like my money, and you were the one who wanted to take advantage of me, so back off. He pushed me away and walked over to Rebecca holding a brand-new purse. No, that's not how it works. If this little upstart thought she could outshine me, she's dead wrong, because I wasn't about to give up without a fight. First, I decided to find out more about who Rebecca was. Luckily, my boyfriend's dad was a cop, so I was able to get some information about her. Turns out, Rebecca and I went to the same primary schools. I immediately remembered an invisible girl who I used to make fun of a lot. No one ever noticed her because all the attention was on me. Was she now determined to get back at me? I also found out that one time, Rebecca got into a serious fight with some girl and her parents got a fine. Hmm, why don't I just get her involved in a fight? Then her reputation would definitely be ruined. Well, why would you do that, Cassie? Zach asked while waxing his bike. I want my reputation back. I want everyone to lose their head over me again. But you already have me, why do you need others? The guy hugged me, and I wanted to scream at his stupidity. What do you mean why? Zach was not the best option. I wanted guys like Mark, not poor guys on motorbikes. You wouldn't understand, it's, you know, a girl thing. I giggled stupidly. The next day, I did my best to provoke Rebecca, but she remained calm. And I was about to say goodbye to my reputation at school forever when I overheard a very interesting conversation. Rebecca was talking to my classmate and telling her how annoying Mark was and that she only puts up with him because of the money. She also added that she's sick of all her followers and that she wanted to steal my boyfriend. Wow, that was unexpected. It's a good thing I filmed the whole thing. I told Zach about it, but he wasn't supportive. Well, why don't you post that video for all to see? It'll only help her, and now she's suffering. But then everyone will be disappointed in her, and I'll go back to being Miss Perfect. To me, you're already perfect, and I would never look at someone like Rebecca. I don't know why, but his words really impressed me. No one had ever said anything to me like that before, and Zach was able to surprise me and make me feel good without money or gifts. But despite that, I didn't want to back down from my plan. Putting the video online was too easy. What about playing it during our traditional end of school year ball? The effect would be amazing, for me of course. When I got to the prom, I wasn't surprised to see all the guys hanging around Rebecca. Hardly anyone paid any attention to me. And I was about to get the memory stick to the prom host when I noticed something. Rebecca was reluctantly dancing with every guy and kept looking at me. I noticed the look of dissatisfaction on her face. Well, of course, but I couldn't care less about her, and the new girl just wanted to make me suffer. I looked at the memory stick, smiled, and put it away in my clutch. Zach was right, there's no need to ruin anything, because Rebecca, sooner or later, will ruin everything herself when she gets tired of the circus. I left the ball with a happy look on my face and went to my boyfriend's. So shall we go for a ride on the bike? I asked. Whatever you want, he answered. For the first time, I enjoyed our time together. We went to a secluded place, watched the sunset, and cuddled. At that moment, I didn't care about Mark or my reputation at school, and I certainly didn't care about Rebecca. But on the very last day of school, something interesting happened. As I walked down the corridor, I was suddenly attacked from behind. It was Rebecca, She started a fight right in front of everyone. You always piss me off. You drive me crazy now. I've done everything I can to ruin your reputation, and you don't even respond to it, she yelled. Everyone was shocked, and I pulled out one of her tricks and started crying. All the guys immediately ran up to me to console me. Even Mark came to my defense. That was the moment Rebecca destroyed herself and ran away from school in shame.
0: You were right about her.
1: Mark said. I'm sorry I didn't believe you at first. Do you want to go out sometime? He smiled and took my hand. Get lost, I said calmly. I'm not interested in people like you anymore. Everyone was shocked when I blew off this rich kid. I was relieved. I got my reputation back. Mark asked me out on a date, and I had the nerve to reject him in front of everyone. And then there was my boyfriend, Zach waiting for me outside of school, who wouldn't trade me for any Rebecca. Being perfect is great, and being surrounded by admirers is fine too, but it's more important to be surrounded by people who see more than just your perfect looks. They see your soul. Zach made me realize that, and now I'm happy. Do you consider yourself a perfect person? Write your answers in the comments. I'd be interested in reading them. And be sure to share this video with your friends. Hi everyone, my name is Leslie. I live with my dad. He's a cop and controls my every move. My parents got divorced a few years ago, and I've been living with my mom all this time. However, she had to fly out of state for a year for work, and I had to move in with my dad, who lived in a small town. No, I love my dad, but the whole situation sucked. New town, new schooling and classmates, and a new life, because my dad is a strict man. My mom didn't let me do much either, of course, But my dad laid out his rules right away when I came to visit. No boys, no long walks, and no parties. Also no short dresses or skirts. Honey, I work with criminals and I know what they can do. I want you to be safe, and I don't want you getting involved with anyone, especially Johnson. Who's Johnson? He's your future classmate. I've already checked out all your new classmates. Johnson is a frequent visitor to my station, always getting into trouble. All he can do is fight and steal. Watch out for him. He's not your kind of crowd. And when I saw this Johnson guy, I knew what my father was talking about. Dirty, unkept, very mean and arrogant. Wow, we got a princess over here. He gave me a cheeky smile. I was startled and immediately pepper sprayed him in the face because what my dad said about this guy really affected me. Hey, is that how a princess greets people? The troublemaker was indignant and covered his face with his hands. Everyone just laughed at him and gave me a thumbs up. I thought that such an unconventional introduction would help me avoid Johnson's attention. But after class, some guys grabbed me. Hey doll, wanna introduce yourself? Leave me alone, I said trying to get out of their grasp. Why are you so boring? Come with us, let's have some fun. Hey, the lady said she didn't wanna talk to you, said Johnson, and he got into a fight with these guys. He quickly scattered uh... them and then asked me if I was all right. I was really scared, but I was also shocked, which made me speechless for a moment. And then my dad showed up at the wrong time to pick me up. He saw me next to Johnson. Hands off my daughter, Brandon. My father said sternly. Ah, so the princess is your daughter. The boy smiled. All I did was help her. Don't go within a mile of her, understand? Or you'll spend the night at the station behind bars. I'd be happy to. I haven't been there for a whole week. Brandon grinned. I couldn't even stand up for him, which made me feel insanely ashamed. At home, my dad told me again to stay away from Brandon, and reminded me not to hang out with boys until college, otherwise my schoolwork would suffer, and any boy who dares to go out with me would suffer too. I'm sure my dad was serious about it. It was really boring at home. I finished all my homework, dad was watching baseball on TV, I couldn't go out. Besides, I didn't really have anyone to go out with, and I felt terribly lonely. I called my mother, but she couldn't talk to me for long because she was busy. In the morning, for the first time in years, I was excited to go to school. I found Brandon and thanked him for rescuing me yesterday. The best thank you is if I could copy your homework, he said. I didn't care, so I gave him my notebook. I noticed, however, that Brandon was having trouble reading. Are you a bad reader? I asked him. Yes, he admitted and blushed. Don't you like books? I don't have time to read, I'm busy surviving. Is there a desert island around here? A joke, I don't have a home, Brandon answered calmly. My parents abandoned me and I ran away from the orphanage a long time ago. They weren't treating me well. My heart sank and in a rush of emotion, I hugged Brandon. I started rambling about how I didn't know about his situation and that I was sorry that this happened to him. And Brandon responded with a smile, saying that it was okay. I looked at him from a different perspective He has no parents, nobody cares about him. That's why he's acting like this. Maybe he's trying to get in trouble on purpose to spend the night at dad's station because it's warmer there after all. I told my dad about it. He said he knew perfectly well that Johnson didn't have a home or parents. But what bothers me more is that you started hanging out with him. Leslie, what did I tell you? He'll screw you over. You'll cry over him. I agreed with dad and started avoiding Brandon, even though it was really hard. The guy kept calling me princess, which I loved, and tried to start a conversation. I couldn't resist, and we started chatting in secret. After school, I'd go to the town library, where Brandon would come and I'd teach him how to read and write. And in order to get him to practice more often, I gave him my old phone, and now we text every night. I told Brandon that my dad controlled everything, even my texts, so I had to delete them. My new friend called him the dragon, who holds the beautiful princess captive. Well, that's partially true. And then Brandon asked me out. Dad was on the night shift, so I said yes. He took me to the park, where we could see the beautiful starry sky, and then he timidly took my hand. I blushed. My heart stopped for a second, but I didn't take my hand away. I never held hands with a guy before in my life. Suddenly, however, we were blinded by headlights. Leslie, what's going on? Why aren't you home? And what's Johnson doing next to you? We were just taking a walk, I mumbled. Get in the car and you're going to spend the night in jail, you little shit, gladly. Brandon smiled and winked at me. At the station, in his office, my father decided to have a serious talk with me. He decided to tighten his control. So he assigned a young intern to me, Rick. Now he had to watch my every move. I freaked out and went home. In the morning, I walked to school accompanied by Rick. The intern was sympathetic but he couldn't help but obey my father's orders. I was embarrassed walking around the school with a cop. The kids were looking at me sideways. Everyone avoided me. Well, I'll never make any friends here now, and I don't think Brandon is gonna talk to me after last night. But once Brandon was out on the street, he texted me right away. I told him about my situation and the cop controlling my every move. Brandon promised to do something about it. And in the evening, when my father went to bed, Someone knocked on my window. When I opened the curtains, I saw Brandon. I immediately let the guy in the room. You are crazy, I said quietly with a smile. Dad is home. Yeah, but he goes to bed at the same time. I noticed that a long time ago, being at the station. Besides, I don't want my princess to get bored. I chatted quietly with Brandon. I went on to teach him, and then my friend confessed that no one had ever treated him with such kindness before, and he wasn't even comfortable accepting my help at first. Usually everyone avoids me because I'm the school's biggest troublemaker. Princesses like you just look at me with contempt, and you, Leslie, are not like that. You're very kind. He took my hand again, and I couldn't resist kissing him on the cheek. We texted in class, and after school, we continued texting each other. Dad calmed down and finally got Rick off my back. He also noticed that Johnson hadn't been in a station in a long time. Meanwhile, I helped Brandon get a job at the car wash. You don't have to steal anymore to survive. My dad's friend works here. I made a deal with him. Your shifts will start after school. Thank you, princess. You're a real lifesaver. A few days later, my dad told me he saw Brandon at the car wash. He was surprised because the kid was finally doing something right and started making money. I was pleased. Maybe dad would let us hang out. I secretly brought lunches to Brandon at work, and unfortunately, Dad's friend reported it to Dad. He confronted me in front of Brandon, but my friend stood up for me. Your control has turned Leslie into an uptight girl. She has no friends at all because of your intern, who's been following her around. Everybody's avoiding her now. Not up to you, Johnson, to decide how she lives her life. I'm her father, and I know best. You get on with your work and your life. Daddy asked Rick to keep an eye on me again. Only now I couldn't go anywhere after school, so I had to stay home all day. Brandon would come over in the evenings, but his visits became rare because of his night job. He wanted to get a flat so he could stop looking for a place to stay every night. And then one evening, while Brandon was visiting me, my father suddenly woke up. He had an emergency at work, so he came in to let me know. He was furious when he saw Brandon and told me I was moving back with my mother, and I will never see this troublemaker again. Daddy, no, please! I almost begged. I said it all, Leslie. He took Brandon out of my room and drove him to the station. The next day I was sitting on an airplane, crying. I loved hanging out with Brandon. I really liked him, too. It was going to be hard for him to be without me. I mean, he had no friends and no support at all. My father told my mother, and she agreed with the punishment. She didn't want me getting involved with homeless troublemakers either however brandon and i continued to text each other anyway he told me he was having a hard time without me and i told him i was bored without him sometimes we'd turn on the camera and we'd go for walks like that i knew i wouldn't see brandon for a long time or ever because we were separated by a few thousand miles but i hoped that in a year things would get better because my mom and i would be back home and i wouldn't be so far away from brandon but things didn't go according to plan because mom was offered a permanent job. And of course, she said yes. I was devastated that I would never see Brandon again. He really stole my heart and soul. Several months had passed. Brandon hadn't returned my calls or messages for a week. I realized that he was bored communicating this way and must have found someone else. But then one day, someone knocked on our door and when I opened it, I couldn't help but shout with joy. I immediately threw myself into Brandon's arms. My princess, I missed you so much. Me too. He said he'd been saving up since I left because he couldn't bear to be away from me. Brandon said he was going to live in this town now to be close to me. My mother was against our relationship and she and my father tried to convince me not to waste my time with Brandon, but he soon proved to them that he had changed and my parents said we could see each other. Are your parents strict too? write your answers in the comments. I'd love to
2: read them. Bye! Hi everyone, I'm Alice. And I really love pets. Do you have pets at home? As for our family, we have a cat and a lion. Yep, you heard right, a real lion. My dad is a veterinarian and my mom is a zoologist. She works for an animal welfare organization. That's why they often have to travel around the world to help animals that got into trouble. I love my parents and I'm proud of what they do. But I'm often left alone for a long time because they are away a lot. Well, not all alone. I have a cat, Tom. Tom has lived with us for a very long time. He is the rightful owner of the house and like all the family members, he has his own duties. For example, Tom is an alarm clock for me. In the morning, he climbs on top of me and starts licking my face. I simply can't fight off the annoying cat, so I have to leave my warm bed. I wash up, feed my cat, and then I have an ordinary day, just like any 15 year old teenager would have. My parents came back from another trip. They were dressed as if they had just returned from a safari. Mom said that this time they helped in building a nature reserve in South Africa. Usually, we would gather in the living room after each trip, and I would listen to their adventure stories open-mouthed. It always ended in the same way. I begged my parents to take me with them, but they said I was still too young and I had to finish school first. I thought that since I couldn't go with them to different countries and watch wild animals, then we could go to our local zoo altogether. I thought it was a great idea, but my mother didn't like it because she hates zoos. She says that the animals are kept there in terrible conditions and are cooped up in cramped cages. Maybe it's true and maybe she's right, but I didn't think about it. I just wanted to see with my own eyes all the wonderful animals about which they talked so much. Mom understood me. She realized what it was like to listen to the stories about adventures without participating in them. So she agreed to go to the zoo as a family. We went there the next weekend. It simply blew me away. It may sound silly, but I was 15 and I knew everything about animals from my parents' stories, but I never saw them live. I ran from one enclosure with animals to another until I finally got to the cage with lions i watched those big cats move slowly but very gracefully around the enclosure then my parents came over a small fluffy lump caught my attention it was breathing hard and fast the lump lay all alone i pointed it out to my mom mom gasped and ran away somewhere at the same moment dad and i followed her we found her in the administration building where she was arguing loudly with the director. From their argument, I realized that the fluffy lump was a little lion cub and its mother had given up on it. She said that the lion cub was in a critical condition and if no one helped it right away, it would die. The director said that it was a normal process and it just needed some time to adapt. However, he had to give in when my mother showed him her zoologist certificate. Mom and dad went to the director's office. I stayed in the corridor and waited for them. In the evening, I asked many questions, but for some reason they didn't answer me and said that I would see everything myself soon. In the morning, I realized what they meant. In the morning, Tom woke me up again and I went down to the kitchen to feed him. But you can't even imagine how surprised I was when I saw a little lion cub eating from the cat's bowl. It was the same lump I had seen the day before. I rushed to caress and stroke him. Then my mother came in. She said that the little lion would live with us for a while until it recovered. Mom was the only person in the city who had sufficient experience, so she volunteered to take care of it, and I was supposed to be her assistant. Mom also added that I should be careful with the lion cub because it limped. When I realized that a real king of beasts would live in our house, I was on cloud nine. I would finally participate in my parents' adventures. I was the happiest teenager ever. Alex, that's what I called the lion cub, and I were always together. When I was at school, I couldn't wait to come home and play with him. Once, I even woke up in the morning because Alex was licking me and Tom was sitting contentedly on the side of the bed and watching it all. Tom seemed to teach him to do it. On the whole, Tom was like a father to Alex and the lion cub tried to repeat after him. So Alex and I played, swam in the backyard, and even watched TV. One morning, I woke up as usual because someone was licking me. When I opened my eyes, I nearly jumped out of my bed. A huge lion with a hairy mane was sitting on me. No, Alex didn't grow up in one day. The thing was that a year had gone by. We spent so much time together with him that I didn't even notice how he had turned into an adult lion. All this time, my parents were up and doing. They tried to release Alex into the wild where other lions lived, But his forepaws were still injured and releasing him into the wild meant his inevitable death because he wouldn't be able to get any food for himself therefore he still lived with us in fact the big cat caused a lot of inconvenience he was becoming a predator and animal instincts were arousing in him one evening the whole family was watching a show about zebras When Alex was a lion cub, he watched them with curiosity, but now. As soon as Alex saw the zebras, he got up on four legs and pushed off. He jumped right onto the screen to catch his prey, but he just pushed the TV set instead of a zebra. The TV set crashed and Alex hid behind the sofa, frightened by the sparks. Dad carefully cut off the power to the TV set, Mom and Dad began to clean up and discuss what had happened. My parents told me and Alex to go to my room. I realized that it was no good. Alex realized it too. When I sat down on the bed in my room, he came up to me and put his muzzle on my knees. In the morning, I was getting ready for school. That day I was in a hurry and I forgot something. Do you think I forgot my keys or my phone? No, I forgot to lock the door. And it would be fine, but Alex knew that if he put his paws on the door handle, it would open. My classmates and I were in the park near the school. Suddenly, I heard screams and yells, and then a whole bunch of children ran towards the playground. At first, I didn't understand what was happening, but I heard the word lion among the children's cries. I looked into the distance, and I saw my Alex running towards me, limping on his forepaws. He jumped on me and knocked me off my feet. The kids on the playground screamed that the lion wanted to eat Alice. But the lion didn't want to eat me. He was just licking my face, and I laughed out loud. Then the viewers began to woo, but there were no daredevils who went down to stroke the cute lion. Of course, a lion walking freely around the city and jumping on teenagers couldn't be ignored, so a few minutes later a police car which was patrolling the area nearby drove up to us. However, the officers were scared and didn't dare to get out of the car right away. They did it only after they saw that I was stroking the lion. They were clearly at a loss and didn't know how to react to that. When one of the police officers wanted to approach us, Alex began to roar, which scared everyone around. I guess Alex thought that the officer wanted to harm me and he warned him not to do it with his menacing roar. The police realized that I was the only person the lion obeyed, so they asked me to put him into the patrol car. I followed their instructions in order not to frighten the others, At first, I sat in the back of the car, and then Alex joined me. We could hardly fit there together. The cops were scared, but the metal mesh between the back and front of the car gave them some confidence. However, I saw them jump up in fear whenever Alex roared. This amused me a lot, and I could hardly keep from laughing. The officers listened carefully to my explanations and talked to my mother on the phone. After that, they decided to take us back home. My parents were already waiting for us in front of the house and they told us to go inside. The police officer said that they were obliged to inform the city administration to resolve the problem. Mom looked sad and told them that everything had already been settled. I found out at home how everything had been settled. It took my dad a lot of time to figure out how to tell me about their decision, but he worked up the nerve and said that they had finally found the right place for Alex. I began to protest and tell them that Alex shouldn't be released into the wild because of his injury and he could die there. I burst into tears. Mom said that Alex wouldn't go there, he wouldn't even get into the nature reserve, Alex would go to a wonderful safari park where he and friendly lions like him would play together. Alex and Tom came to the living room, both looking very sad. They seemed to understand that it was time for them to say goodbye. I wiped away my tears with my sleeve. Perhaps it was really the best solution because he would make new friends there and there was clearly more territory than our small house. In the morning, the whole family, including Alex, went to the safari park. The director was already waiting for us there. Surprisingly, he wasn't afraid of Alex at all and even stroked him. He walked Alex to the enclosure. I must admit, the territory there was huge, unlike in a zoo. Before leaving, Alex licked my face as he usually did in the morning. Then he turned around and ran away limping. I saw him run to play with other lions. Seeing this, I realized that it was a better place for him. My parents noticed that I was upset. Dad smiled and said that I could visit him every weekend. I was very happy because I wasn't ready to let Alex out of my life, and I realized that he wasn't ready either because then I heard his roar when we left. Don't be afraid, Alex. I'll see you next Saturday. Do you have unusual pets at home? Tell me about your animals in the comments, like the video, and be sure to subscribe to our channel.